Let's talk about three really important letters as educators. They are I-R-A. Now, you might think individual retirement accounts? That's not what we're talking about in this episode, although, hello, us teachers need a very strong IRA for sure. But in this episode, we're actually talking about interactive read-alouds. In our current world of hybrid teaching and virtual teaching, there is still a super strong really important opportunity to make sure that our kids are getting engaged and interactive read-alouds are a perfect opportunity to do that. And actually, that's why I invited my good friend Juan Gonzalez to this episode. He is a fantastic teacher who has mastered the art of getting kids engaged into the reading process, regardless of what type of classroom you are currently teaching in. I think that you are going to be obsessed with this episode, and I'm super excited to dive in. But before we do that, I wanted to share a five-star review that was left by the listener of the week, Kaylee Collier. She said, oh my gosh, find your love for teaching again. Your podcast has quickly become my favorite thing to listen to as I take a walk. Your energy and positivity are contagious, but the biggest reason I love your podcast is all the insight you provide in each episode. No matter my state of mind in the beginning, by the end, I have regained my excitement and passion for teaching. I hope district leaders are listening to what you are saying. Kaylee, thank you so much for leaving that review. I so appreciate it. I hope I hope teachers are listening. I hope parents are listening. I hope you are sharing this with other listeners because that is what this Teacher Life podcast is all about, sharing wisdom from my own classroom, from my own teaching experiences, but then also inviting incredible guests like Juan to this show. Now, before we get started, I do want to let you know that in the world of technology and technology glitches, Juan's recording is a little bit, uh, well, he kind of sounds like he's got robotic uh, backdrops, which is super cool. It makes us want to listen even more, but I did want to give you just a heads up. Do I think it took away from this recording? Not at all. Guys, we're going to get rolling, and at the end, do me a favor, leave a quick written review on the Apple iTunes app. It just shows other listeners that what we're dropping on this Teacher Life podcast is worth listening to. Let's do it. Only in our world is this normal. It's me, Monica Genta, and I'm really excited to be bringing you episodes of this podcast every week. It's full of tips and tricks, stories and strategies, celebrations and struggles, all from the real life that we are living every day. Welcome to This Teacher Life.
is an amazing educator from Texas and he's got a passion for books and a passion for read-alouds. And honestly, I'm really excited to hear about this because as a middle school science teacher, it is not something that I know a lot about, but I know it's something that's really important for young readers. So welcome. We're so glad to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yes, I know when we initially started talking about having you on here, you said like, basically, like books saved your life. And I think that that is a really cool, just passionate statement. So tell us more about kind of kind of how this all happened, like where read alouds kind of fit into this whole puzzle in education. Yeah, absolutely. So I think like looking back on my life, like as a kid, I've always loved books. I've always considered myself a reader. Um, but that was like a self-taught or more like of an innate feeling that I had. Like it's just what I love. Innately, like I love reading. I love books. It's who I was. And so um, I was somebody that knew teaching from high school like when I was in high school I knew that I wanted to be an educator mm-hmm. and I love teaching for this idea of like that I could create lesson plans and I could hang out with kids all day and I could help them be their best selves and that's why I love education and so um, every job that I had in college I uh, worked with kids I um Everything, like, oh, my whole my whole career, I've been I've been working towards being a teacher. And then when I finally became one, um, it was all the things that I, that I loved. And then it was harder than I ever imagined. Yeah. Like, you, you don't realize, like, all, everything that it encompasses. And so uh, when I first started to teach, and I had to figure out how to, how to teach, right? Like, I had all these great ideas. But when you're finally, like, given your, your standards and your, your content, then you have to make something of it. Yeah. And I think um, literacy instruction is one of those things where um, it is so complex and there's no like um, definite answer on how to do it well. When I was in the classroom and I had to teach reading, it was it was scary mm-hmm. because there um, there's no like infinite answer as far as like with math. It's very finite. Like, this is how you do this. Yep. Yeah. And with reading. It's like, I always call it like a big bowl of spaghetti, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's so many different ways and there's so many processes that are going for a student to grow as a reader. Mm -hmm. And so for a while, like box curriculum is good when you're first starting out and what happens when you want more, mm-hmm. right? And like, and you want to engage readers and you're, and you're feeling more confident as an educator and you want to do more with reading. And that's when I realized, like, for me, books, books were my answer. Yeah. If I could share books with students, if I could read to them, if I could figure out what, what each kid liked and I could engage them with literacy, I was going to do so much more for them um, as, as just a human being. Mm-hmm. And so then I started doing my own research and that's why I'm so glad like social media has given us an opportunity as educators to go find our people, yes. our people who had kind of have like the same um, thought process or going through the same things that we're going through and then we can support each other and give each other resources. Yes. And then through that, that's where I found, oh, these things that I were feeling where I knew that books were important or read alouds are important. Um, there was research on that and I had no idea about that. Mm-hmm. Because my district didn't know either. I think, and not to like put down my district, but I think everyone's trying to do their best. And sometimes you don't know your best practices until you go out there and you do the research. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so when I did that, it changed me. It changed my like my drive to be in the classroom. It made me more excited to be 
to be in a classroom because before, of course, I loved the creativity of creating lesson plans. And so then it changed to like, how can I get more books in the classroom? How can I read more to my students? How can I get them passionate about reading? And I always say that it changed my life because finding this newfound passion to to bring literacy, like not just teaching, but also literacy to students, um, it just changed me. And it's, it's, it's what I think about. It's like, well, it's what I do now. And it makes yeah. me really excited. And I'm, and I'm so thankful that I have something that gives me that passion, that yeah. excitement. Awesome. I love that. I think that's like really, really cool, meaningful background on, mm-hmm. on why these are so important to you and for our readers. So as a teacher who's like, I want that, like I want students in my classroom to feel the same way about books that they, that they save their life as students. What would you say, what tips do you have about getting those read alouds into the classroom? Yes. So the very first thing, um, one thing that helped me from the very beginning, this is a tip that I received from someone and I don't know who gave it to me, but it helped me in a really big way is that in my planning, I have a read aloud block built into my planning time. Yes. So whether some, in some weeks I'm lucky that I can do it five days a week and then some weeks I can only fit it in like three days a week. So not being hard on yourself and saying like, I have to do it every single day, but looking at your lesson plans and as you are planning your, your day out, finding those, whether it's a man, you plan it, like maybe it's a really great book that you're just sharing because it's really cute and it's fun, or you just want to do a book talk and you want to introduce it and you just have five minutes to do it. Or maybe you have a good 15 minute chunk where you can go through a whole chapter or go through a whole picture book mm-hmm. and um, you put it into your lesson plan and you say like on Monday at the end of class, it is real lot of time. Yes. And so when it's built in, then you can't, you can't let it slide. You can't right. forget about it. And I think that's a really good point because in education, it always feels like there's, oh, I got to get this in and I got to get this in. And we right. always look at it and think like, how are we going to do that? Like it, there's right. not enough time in the day. So it's a simple strategy, but so meaningful block it in there and then it's and then you just kind of it goes with the flow it's there so it's blocked let's do this brilliant very cool and then um another thing that i was and you know i'm so lucky that i get to talk to educators and i have a platform to do it and i get to go speak with teacher heart out and things like that and one thing that i always say is we must make like books the rock stars Mm. right like i think what when we're, we're dealing with kids now like this whole new era of social media and the internet um it's so easy. Like kids, I think naturally become fans of things, right? Mm-hmm. And they will become fans of things that we talk about. Yes. And so I think when we talk about books, when we talk about literacy, um, I would say school reading is not a school thing; it's a life thing. Yeah, I love that. That's what we need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so when I talk about books, when I display them, when I talk about my life as shopping for books, like I make it exciting. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, it's not, um, it's not a, a show or anything. Where like I'm not putting on like a. a it's not fake yeah, when I say yeah. like I'm putting on a show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really I'm excited about the books that I'm sharing. So like if there's a book that we're reading, like if it's a chapter book, like um, if you follow me on Instagram, The Wild Robot for the past couple of years has yeah. been a book that um, my students have loved. It's, it's a teachers have loved sharing it with students. And so like I'll just display it like in the morning. Like that would be like my um, like on my whiteboard, the mm-hmm. books there on the whatever slide I have in the morning to welcome them. Yes. Um, or if I'm introducing a new picture book, I put it up on the board. And so it's this idea that if we bring books into the front and it's not about just um, 
school or like you have to read mm-hmm. it's an exciting thing um, that's how we get them to buy into it so I always just say like make the books the rock stars make yeah. kids excited about them because when you whatever, and uh, Donald Miller who's an amazing author always says that kids will love what we praise yes. and if you're in the classroom you know that like as a teacher if you walk in and you grab something you're like I love this this is so cool mm-hmm. instantly they're drawn in right and they want to know more yeah I think that's so so important because so many times you hear that like schools aren't a business, right? And I totally agree. But at the same time, I feel like teachers are salespeople. We are selling products to students all day long. And if we can sell the love for our content and make whatever we're teaching the rock star of the moment, that's so good. Because it's also that visual that you're talking about. You have a picture of it. You have it available for kids to see that like, this is what Miss Genta is reading this is yeah. what do mr call do people call you mr g yeah they call okay me mr. G. so yeah. this is what miss g is reading this is what mr g is reading like that's so important because you know you, you use the term like make books the rock stars it's such a cool thing to be in a profession where kids feel like teachers are celebrities like we are the rock yes. stars and we are quote selling something so let's sell yeah. them something awesome that is going yes. to change their life yeah, and that's so true. Back to what you're saying about how, like, it's not a business, but I, even, like, me, like, I thought before education I wanted to go into, like, sales or marketing. Mm-hmm. But I much am more happy selling real content and real yes. that makes people better. Um, and, and that, too, like, we have to be... Even before social media, like even me as a kid, like I thought my teachers were cool. Like, yeah. You can think back to your teachers and think like, oh, that was such a great teacher. I love being around them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and even like if you're watching and you're listening to this, you know, in your classroom, you have the students who are instantly like googly eyed over you and yeah. listening to every word and things like. And not everyone, right? Like some you have to work at. Right. Um, but that's kind of like a natural vibe that happens in the classroom. So let's use it to our advantage to really get them excited about the things that we want them to be. Um, yeah. Great. Absolutely. Juan is such an incredible guy. In fact, I would say he is definitely Juan worth following on Instagram. Oh, Juan, one. Okay. Yep. That was the pun bell. Maybe that one uh, is overdone. But I thought since Juan was talking about books and also read alouds, I would do a quick read aloud from one of my books, 180 Days of Awesome. I wanted to end this episode with a smile on your face. So here it goes. Shite. Don't know what shite means? Neither did I. As kids flew down the hallway in what was a total dismissal frenzy, a student came up to me and declared very concerned that she heard a boy say the S word. She then was insistent that she clarified which S word. She spelled S-H-I-T-E. In the most alarmed, serious face I could muster, I shook my head in disapproval and assured her I would not let this heinous incident be taken lightly. Shite is clearly not an acceptable word in schools, and I was going to get down to the bottom of it ASAP. In the meantime, I'm going to smile with a full heart at the awesome innocence that some kids carry. Teacher friends, remember when shite hits the fan in your hallway or school that you've still got this. Teaching is a marathon, not a sprint.
Oh man, that was some good stuff from my book, 180 Days of Awesome, celebrating every single day of education. If you are in need of laughter or ideas or support or motivation, I would love to share my books with you. You can find those at monicagenta.com. I will link that in the show notes. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of This Teacher Life Podcast. I hope it brought you some ideas and some insight and some humor. But most importantly, I want you to continue to enjoy living this teacher life.